0: Play. This episode alliances shows us that Voyager is more than capable of having a long-running serialized story. When they brought back Tuvok's love of orchids in this one, which he <laughs> mentioned in Tattoo previously, so this show, when people say that this show just starts and stops and forgets about things and doesn't act and doesn't take advantage of its uh its concept and its conceit and everything like that, just remember the flower. Remember that Vulcans love orchids and that Tuvok did a Frankenstein monster on his orchid where (laughs) he sliced together two of them and said that they were weak, but now they're strong. And then Jinwei nodded dramatically. Well, I'm glad they brought it back because I
1: definitely remember it from Tattoo.
0: He goes on and on about it in Tattoo. Him and Nelex have a bonding moment where they both like orchids and Tuvok is – uh, disheartened to learn that Neelix also likes orchids.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we talked about it, and I'm sure I had very insightful things to say, but that that information has gone out of my mind now. Do you so.
0: re- Do you remember what Tattoo was about? Do you remember who's the main character in Tattoo? Let's see if we can. Uh, yeah.
1: Tattoo was about um,
0: the beautiful skin skin sensitivity, right? I think that's what it was about. Alliances is the 14th episode of the second season of Star Trek Voyager. Came out on January 22, 1996. It is three of nine in the Sesca arc, written by Jerry Taylor, directed by Les Landau, and universe data is 49337.42372. In this episode called Alliances, after continuous Kazon attacks against Voyager cost the lives of several crew members and the damage to the ship continues to mount, comma, Janeway seeks an alliance to secure Voyager's passage through the Kazon Collective. Um. I was talking about the the orchid, obviously being the serialized plot, but I mean, I guess you have to say that this show, this episode in particular, is kind of it's trying to do to do something. It's trying it's trying sure. to connect the dots in a way that would make sense for where Voyager finds itself at this point in time with the on and everything like that. But what'd you think about it? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was great. I really liked it. Oh wow. Um, okay. I. Uh... <laughs>
1: I just find it so interesting. I guess as I'm getting older, the the ones that interest me the most are the ones that are the talkier ones that are like about maneuvering and basically everything I said I said when we started Deep Space Nine that I that turned me off about Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. are now the ones that grab me a little bit more. Like I,
0: uh, <clears throat> uh, the politicking, Kyle. the politicking of yeah. Star
1: Trek. Uh, listener Kyle was kind enough to put together a a, a list of star wars clone wars and um rebels episodes if i wanted to to dive into that like what the essential episodes were yeah and there was one or two in there that he listed there as like these ones are just political episodes with padme they're not really essential but you know you should you should probably watch them anyway they're, but they're kind of boring and i came away being like those are my favorite ones i didn't really care about the uh the mythology and the sword spinning i was really interested in how padme was neg- navigating the the Trade politics of the senate yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i know i take back everything i said about phantom menace
0: more documents please i need to see some sop yeah uh important documentation about this one oh i i thought um I thought alliances was was pretty good. I I like the fact that it's going after, it's at least trying to sort of um, to string together something that feels like it should be within the the bounds of what Voyager is supposed to be about. And I think that the stuff mm-hmm. like Jacoti and Janeway talking is good. I think that the the Kazon attacks and being sort of driven to make sa- uh, to make a choice and stuff really works out. Uh, just to get it out of the way first. I I continue to be overly distracted by the the distances that are involved here and like yeah. where the Kazon are. And like so the Kazon in this one are set up as they were a subjugated race by another race, right? And yeah. within a very short amount of time, they've basically taken over the galaxy somehow. Yes, by stealing, because they're dirty thieves. Right. They stole all the ships, yeah. And they they, they do that. And you know, I, I we bring this up all the time, and maybe it's not, not super important, but it do, it does the quality of the show is not distracting me yet from the fact that they've been going forever, and they still bump into Kazon that they know, not even just that they bump right. into Kazon. Right. they bump yes. into Kazon that they've met before, and it's just it it really it's something that uh, just kind of irks me, or I I find it distracting, and maybe if the show was a little bit better, I wouldn't be distracted by it. It's one of those things.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think. Um <clears throat> the biggest problem with this one, like I think this one works better in a vacuum than it does really as a piece of a larger story because it's adding too much stuff and too much backstory out of complete thin air that se- that doesn't seem as plausible given everything that we've seen so far and the distance that they're traveling and everything. Like when, I, when Neelix meets the uh, Tremby,
0: Trimble. Yeah, uh, tr- Tremus. Yeah, it's something like that. It's Leon from Deadwood. Interestingly,
1: oh yeah, when he meets them in the cave and starts talking with them, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Like I, I was really into the episode when they were when you know Jacoté is is talking to Janeway about maybe we need to do things more um, the Maquis way instead of the the, the Federation way, and she's yeah. like considering it and like, oh good, they're actually touching on this stuff. I will. I, I I would just like to say before we get into this, I think it's a good episode completely undone by the last two seconds or thir- thirty seconds of the episode. Oh, okay. Um, but we can get into that when we get there. Yeah. Um, uh, and so when he meets this this group in the cave, I started rolling my eyes because I was like, Oh God, is this what is this going to turn into? Is this gonna? I is this moving away from the interesting stuff? And then when you start to learn the the story about who these people are. Every new piece of information they gave me, I was like, that's interesting, but I don't believe it. Like, it's <laughs> right. because it's like, yeah. first of all, he's like, oh, all these Kazon ships have shown up, but it turns out this Kazon have stolen all their ships from this this other race that yeah. used to
0: subjugate them. Yeah. They, and somehow yeah, they turn the tables on them.
1: Yeah. And somehow they have stolen every ship in the galaxy at this level. Like I don't know what the the, the the width or breadth of this subjugation was or who these people are, but yeah uh apparently all the Kazon managed to uh overrun them and then set up military like intergalactic military might in uh <clears throat> well I guess I shouldn't I guess I shouldn't poo poo it too much based on how uh nonchalantly the 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 what the fuck are they called? The the,
0: the Trabe. Sorry, I, the Trabe. I, I, okay. I, I got confused earlier when I said to Adia, uh, I thought you were talking about the guy that Neelix meets in the strip bar. Oh, no, no, no. The, the Trabe the cave, are the, the, the aliens. Trabe, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: when the guy from the Trabe is like, I don't know why the K's are still so angry. That was 30 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, there are people issuing death threats to other people on the internet because of stuff that happened in movies 30 years ago yeah do you (laughs) think i'm supposed to believe that this race (laughs) the entire race of people who were subjugated for god knows how long and have turned the tables on you are gonna just let it go after 30 years probably not and it was just a lot of that stuff where i started asking questions about the, the amount of time and like why have we never heard about this before and yeah. would this be more interesting if if it was a different race maybe if it was Kess's people or something or i don't know like i i just it's i i start asking questions outside of the bounds of this one episode um but this episode in and of itself taken in a vacuum i think is pretty good
0: yeah i, I think it if it were if you had- done it earlier i think it i guess it, it can't work too early because you have to kind of have a thing about knowing what the on are before you can sp- like spring this little reveal on them but yeah as you were saying like the biggest thing to me is that it seems just by the sheer numbers that we've seen we've been seeing it's like these are the two largest populations of aliens in the galaxy basically to like enable this to happen and they somehow subjugated each other like a hundred percent right you know like right. they, they completely yeah. flip the tables so you have Kazon, who are this enslaved race, have done an uprising and taken a tremendous amount of ships, like an arm ar- multiple armadas right, worth yeah, of ships, yeah. and take uh, and complete control. And the trabe are now in cave prisons. You know, it's like the like right, where yeah. else are they? They must there must be billions of trabe all over the place. Like,
1: this stuff is believable in Deep Space Nine with Cardassians and and the Bajorans because the Bajorans are really kind of isolated to a single planet. Yeah. And And the Cardassians are a more intergalactic people. And so, like, even just based on that, you understand how this dynamic would work. But, like, we don't know anything about the trade. Do they have a planet? Like, they're searching for a new planet, but, like, what was their system of government beforehand? Like, are they... (laughs) The Kazon are, are literally everywhere. Did they subjugate the Kazon on multiple planets? Right. I, I don't know. It's just... I, and I thought the Kazon were from the Neelix planet or the Kes planet. Right. Cause, Is that not yeah, true? We,
0: well, we ran into them at least on that planet, on Kes's yeah. Yeah,
1: homeworld. So it just it's just a lot of questions. Um, and so when they introduced this angle in the episode, I was like, okay, that's interesting, but... But this feels like kinda of scrambling. It doesn't feel like world building to me. It just feels like plot building.
0: Yeah. Cover your ass building, sort of, in some ways. I I think the biggest failure about it, like outside of all the the world building and details that don't really line up, is that if if they're trying to make me feel sympathy for the Kazon, it, it accomplishes almost nothing about that. Like right, yeah. they spent like they spend it's, I guess the episode itself is saying that it's more of like the Delta Quadrant is a place where no one can be trusted and it's like this is just the Wild West out here and there's no laws, there's no mores, there's no cultural like, norms or anything like that that the, yeah. uh, that the Federation can trust. And I guess that's fine. But I, I think that if you're, going to, mm. if you're going to reveal something like that about the Kazon, I feel like you kinda, it kind of has to reinvent what the Kazon look like to you from that point on, like it has to, mm-hmm. yeah. it has to illuminate them a little bit and make you feel a little bit sympathetic for them. And I, they, in this one, they just, they bring up that fact and then it's almost immediately forgotten. And the Kazon are basically the same dipshit assholes that they always are. And the trape try to uh, proto into darkness them. <laughs> and, right. And, yes. Yeah. And, and then call it a day. And I, I just feel the episode for me, it misses that stuff. I, like I kind of like the general idea, but I feel that every every point that they try to land on this general idea of Voyager being in a a difficult situation kind of falls flat.
1: Yeah. I think um, the idea that uh, Janeway and Voyager are kind of getting their asses kicked. And so they have to figure out a new way to handle this. And Chakotay tries to, to make her or, or suggest that they do things a little bit more, in the Maquis vein, and she is now in a position where she has the possibility of um, making an alliance with the Kazon, that's actually really interesting yep. as, as far as the story of the show goes. And I think the trade is just like such a, a, a shortcut to get out of it mm. because it's a lot more interesting to me if she does have to get involved with Kazon politics and how that ends up playing out. Versus, here's this new race we've never heard of that we're positioning to be the good guys and so she can be like oh okay no i'll just ally align myself with these guys and even though obviously you know it she it, they don't turn on her but you know you know what i mean what happens yep. happens yeah <clears throat> um and she's like i never should have trusted he's like yeah i don't know that's just that stuff is not nearly as interesting to me as much as the the conversation when they're like well how do we how could we do this how could we ally with the kazon and someone's like what if we ask seska to help us yeah and everyone's like why would seska help and then someone else is like i mean if we tell her we'll give her stuff she might help us she might she help. Might, and i was like that's actually really interesting hmm. that they are kind of uh debating getting in bed with the people who are chasing them in order you know it's it's a fascinating because what are you going to do at that point yeah like how do you how do you get into an alliance with this this group without giving away all the stuff that you didn't want to give away before or if you are Janeway how do you get into an alliance with the uh, the Kazon without completely abandoning the Federation values and stuff like that yeah and that's why I think the end is just such a uh it 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 really was weirdly jingoistic for a Star Trek show, mm-hmm. at least um, at least until that last the the first season finale of of uh, Discovery, where they basically or Michael Burnham basically gives the same uh, yeah. speech. <laughs> but when Janeway is basically like looks into the camera and gives like the Starship Troopers speech about why you should join the Federation, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't know, I don't think unless the idea is that this is supposed to be taken as her rationalizing a fuck up or something, I just don't buy this idea that at the end of this episode, that was actually pretty interesting in pushing, pushing on the idea of the Federation. You just have her just almost basically look down the barrel of the camera and just say why the Federation is so great. It was like everything that Deep Space Nine did really well. This just like completely missed the mark on at the end.
0: Yeah, I I don't know what I think about the ending. Uh, I'm going to step back to one point before we get to the ending that you had mentioned, sure. which is that the uh, the 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 trade do feel to me like they are a escape hatch to yeah. th- get you out of a. What would have been a more difficult uh, decision, which is that Janeway has to actually just directly deal with the Kazon to decide what they want to do and how far right. they want to, to go in this relationship in order to provide safety. Uh, just to again touch on a, a fairly irrelevant detail, but while they were, while the Maj Kala and Seska were in the, the conference room of Voyager and they're trying to like debate how they're going to make this arrangement work out, all I could think of was. Uh, you know, Janeway, just promise them a bunch. You're going to be out of their territory fairly soon. I imagine, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like, like that. Doesn't make a lot of sense. That's the
1: whole other thing with the the entire alliance concept. <clears throat> is that like the the point of of what they're doing is they're flying out of this space. So, like, what good is an alliance if you're not there to be part of it? Right. So, like, are you, is the idea that, okay, we have an alliance with the Kazon now, we're going to continue on our way. But if they call us and they say we need us, we need a, they need us uh, 25 light years in the other direction. We gotta go. And they you literally know?
0: give the Kazon nothing. You know, they don't right, have to yeah. give them anything because they agree to not do it and they're going to be leaving soon. So it's like, what I don't, it's never, the episode itself never really makes clear what the Kazon think they're getting out of this alliance, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then once, once, uh,
1: once Janeway shuts down the idea that they, they have a, a, a crew exchange, I mean, <laughs> Mesh Mashkala is kind of kind of w- warranted to be like. Then what the hell are we doing well, right. here? We don't us
0: <laughs> what am I talking to this dumb bitch for? Yeah, that's, what, well, that's I, what,
1: that was th- that, that was an interesting uh, heavy-handed amount of misogyny coming from Maj Well,
0: the, because they don't have an out for him, right? So they right, have to right. just have him be misogynistic because he doesn't have like a legitimate grievance with Janeway at that point anymore. Because right, right, because right. they haven't been talking about anything, they haven't agreed to anything that they're going to share. So. It, it it does become. I mean, and I'm actually for. I actually thought that that could have been that could be an interesting character trait for him, seeing as Janeway is a female captain of the show. Like, I could see a mis like a, a steady threat in the show being misogynistic is something that the show could benefit from because it would work to Janeway's benefit. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But and then back to the um to the ending. I actually don't mind the ending. In terms of what Janeway says, what I think is is tough about it is that what she says firmly closes the door on future possibilities that you might need to make difficult decisions like that in the future. Sure, and I, so yeah, like yeah. I, because I understand her, so she's been trying to use the Federation values. They came up with this idea about how about we just kind of stretch the, or bend the rules a little bit to see if we can take advantage of some other species to get home. They learned through this little adventure that the species around them are so alien because they none of them are particularly trustworthy and there's no sense of like, there's no like, structure to this part of space, that they can rely on people to do the right thing or to act in a way that is beneficial for everybody. So what Janeway does in that situation when she's surrounded by enemies on side, on all sides is to say, we have to embrace what we know, because if we don't, we're just going to become like these people out here. Sure, so sure. we need to embrace all of the rules and regulations and ethics and morals and stuff that the federation represents because it's the only thing that is preventing us from becoming like for lack of a better term the savage side that's out in this delta quadrant so I don't mind that but it does slam the door on I would prefer a more that was a tough one but we're gonna have to make a lot more decisions down the line if we're gonna get home alive I think that's a better ending for it even though it makes sense what Janeway says here I think yeah,
1: I think I think why I didn't like it is because it comes off less like Janeway is, is making a cogent point and more like she's blaming this on them and not her not making a better decision. Sure. You know, like yeah. it's, it, it's 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 kind of like her going, well, well, that got out of hand fast. There's no way we possibly could have dealt with that any differently. So we probably shouldn't. Deal with these people again in the future and just trust that we're always gonna make the right decision. And it's like, uh mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I think it it just it came off. I couldn't um it just seemed like she kinda missed some of the, the, the point of, of what had happened. Yeah. Um
0: it's kinda weird and, that she doesn't have a a put-a-pin-in-it conversation with Jakote as a final scene, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of it, is because, you know, I, I guess clearly what they were trying to do here is is put Janeway in the position where she's like, you know, where what happens shows her that the Federation is the way to go. But I don't really buy that that's what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I would...
1: Cause I because I honestly I mean based on what happens and you know like we were saying with the 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 fuck, tra, trabe? Trabe. I think it's trabe. trabe, yeah the Trabe feeling like kind of like an out um I almost kind of wish yeah I kind of wish she and chicote had a conversation and chicote was like well like if she said the stuff that she said and he was like yeah I mean okay but to be fair you kind of went halfway with it right you know you you, you ended up sh- getting into an alliance with this group you ha- you did not vet whatsoever
0: <laughs> versus
1: versus this this these people that you we have had conversations with and interacted with and we we at least know you know you just picked the the group that seemed more righteous
0: yeah yeah No i i agree i agree with that that i think there's a weakness in that they they don't and push it further
1: Seems like she picked a group that was entirely white people.
0: Yeah, she does like the uh the the, 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 the master in this master slave relationship that seems flipped. Yeah, that that is a weird I mean the K I guess, are the bad guys, so they're they're darkly colored, but the uh it's the same as in um Tattoo. The aliens that show up are yes. like Jewish Jewish, yeah. <laughs> Jewish Europeans and they taught the yeah. Native Americans everything. Um I think that Yeah, it's 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 tough because I actually don't... I don't know if I would say that Janeway at the end makes a tremendous mistake in what she does. Like, I, I do understand her point, I think, about where they're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. I think I think Chicote I think Chicote and her talking about either, like, whatever way they go, if they decide that Janeway is going to be right or if Chicote is going to have a better point... I think that would have been a better way to finish it than having Janeway sort of authoritarianly delivering this to the to the crew in that conference yeah. room. Yeah. Uh, very small side tangent. Uh, the conference room in TNG felt spacious. This one feels like everyone is sitting on each other's laps when they're in the conference room yeah. for some reason. They're yeah. they're really crammed in there together. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's I just. I it I, I think maybe what I would agree with you most about the ending is that I feel like Janeway's approach to delivering this dialogue is wrong, really. I, I, I don't feel like she should be like Moses coming down from the mountain to deliver the news to everybody. It, it should yeah. be more of a quiet reflection, a quiet conversation with Chakotay about, like, this is why our values are important because th- these values are what allow everyone on this ship to work together and stuff like that. And we're not the Kazon and the trade. We're not sort of always at each other's necks. And it's, you can compare it to the Maquis and stuff and bring that. And I, I think that that's a better approach for it. That seems more genuine and um, uh, like kind and for lack of a better word, like the, there's a, a gentler approach to it than the way Janeway does it at the end of this. Yeah. I also wonder, you know,
1: what it would be like if she had if she had performed that speech at the end as though she didn't quite believe it. You right. Because it is it is so um uh what's the word I'm looking for? It is so uh hopeful and confident Yeah, that I feel like to have uh Mulgrew play it as She's saying these words because she thinks these are the words the crew need to hear, but maybe she herself doesn't entirely believe them anymore. Yeah, or yeah. is is having a moment where she's faulting her own. I I think I think all of the stuff I'm talking about is is a symptom of setting up this idea that she needs to, or she should, um, be going a little bit more off book and a little bit more in the Maquis direction. But that doesn't feel resolved. I think it's precisely because there is no scene with Chakotay at the end where they talk about it
0: again. Yeah, and well, I I think even <clears throat> fundamentally to get to that point where that ending makes sense, I think that they have to win something from being duplicitous in this. You know, like right? They, they have Sure, to, sure. W- the way that it works out is that they kind of try it and they get nothing out of it, and then they're like, "Well, fuck it, we're never doing that again." So, for but for Janeway to be a little bit more conflicted about it at the end is a character depth moment there where Janeway has to they they're trying to hold on to those values but they still it's kind of the pale moonlight thing only a lighter version of that it's like what I did was wrong but it accomplished a better goal for us right and and this episode doesn't have that they should (laughs) they
1: should have ended it (laughs) where she says that whole thing and then she's like computer (laughs) Delete, delete previous message, and then they <laughs> cut to the rest of the there. crew. <laughs> she goes, "What are you talking about?" <laughs>
0: oh shit! We all heard everything you just said, <laughs> Captain. I recorded it in my personal log. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Is there anything else about this one? Um, Seska is brought back. I guess this is a Seska arc because Seska is in the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, she says that she's pregnant with yeah. Majkala's baby. Yeah. yeah. Whether is that or not that's truth? true, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Who's to say? I didn't see her sticking any needles into his back. <laughs>
0: that's, that's true. He, he can't slap her around
1: because she's pregnant. <laughs> Uh, I did notice this is the second episode in a row where they've made direct mention to other characters from other shows.
0: Yeah. In a uh, weird way. This one, he, he yeah. is it. Tu- Tuvok brings up Spock. Like Janeway doesn't know who she, who he is. I know. Yeah. He's like, there was a person whose name was Spock and
1: she's like, Oh, I've never, <laughs> I don't know that one. Is he Tuvok. a Vulcan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only thing I could think of when he was talking about Spock, uh, facilitating the alliance between the Federation and the Klingons is I was like, I wonder what he did about the bomb in in the center of Kronos that we know is now canon.
0: (laughs) Couldn't fix anything. Although that's a, um, I guess that conversation is kind of nicely thematic because Tuvok admits that he was wrong about that, you know, which which gives Janeway motivation, but Janeway also kind of realizes that she was wrong at the end of this one. So it's no, I think, I think the first half of
1: this episode is really good. Yeah, yes, like, I agree. They they get into some real interesting stuff, like get give some really good conflict to the characters. And then the trades show up and it's just like, uh, all right. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> How do we do this without fundamentally changing literally anything?
0: Yeah. Although it did lead to a great uh at the uh the meeting where they were serving refreshments which i thought was a funny line um when the when the kazon are coming in he's like he's like mage color come on down They <laughs> just walked down the <laughs> stairs he's like mage robert from the Kazan Arapatu, and he's he walks in he's like mage dingling from the the kazon shirapadigalige it's like wow this is a, and they so all interesting they all make they all do that thing where they just
1: they walk in and they stop at the bottom stair. Yeah, and they like, pose. Look around. Yep,
0: give a little bit like of a pose. Con-
1: <laughs> like they're coming out to the Royal Rumble or something.
0: <laughs> and um, Next up, coming from North Carolina, Mage Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! They, uh, we didn't talk about the Into Darkness sequence. I mean, it, it's sort of fine. Um, a little bit weird. I wish, it's weird.
1: Um, I wish they had killed somebody. Just to I don't know, give you would a little think, bit more
0: you would think it would do more damage than just break the windows to, with a, yeah. a ship firing at you like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he was shooting into that place for a while before they hit him with the torpedo. And even yeah. after <laughs> the, the torpedo didn't even do anything. No, it just,
0: no, it just him didn't, made him go away. Yeah, it was it's a, a surprising uh surprising lack of impact. Yeah, but they and like they didn't kill any of the Kazon.
1: Like what's the Again, I'm 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 now asking questions about the trabe. Like are they all now subjugated in cave prisons? But apparently not because they've still got like a fleet of ships. Is this like a Battlestar Galactica situation where they all live on the ships and that's like that's the last of the people or anything or like what what's
0: going on here? That's my understanding is that it was a complete flip flop and the trade don't have ships anymore. You know, like because just by the, the, the I don't know, just the, the quantity of Kazon stuff, I well, but they have to have ships. Well, they have that armada, they show up, right? Yeah, they show yeah, up. Yeah, they've got like yeah.
1: 15 of them or something. And like, is that it? Like, is that That's the existence of those, that pe- their people is now on those ships or, oh. or what? <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is this is a big thing to add to the story and really not explain whatsoever if you're going to do this in a larger story sense.
0: Why does Neelix not know about this?
1: Great question. You know, funny enough, though, this is an episode where Neelix
0: is actually pretty helpful. Yeah, he is. He's he's been on a streak the past couple episodes of being helpful. Although you would think that he would know about the Trabe and the Kazon, but I guess not.
1: Well, he can't because the writers just told him about it. Yeah, he just he's still 15 learning minutes the dialogue. Before, I I think fifteen that, minutes before the episode recorded.
0: I I was just thinking about like a way to tie in the fact that they they into darkness that conference room with the ending. I think if you. If this was an episode where those Kazon leaders had died, right, and the trade mm-hmm. resurrected their power over the Kazon by killing their rulers and like causing all this um uprising, that is a sense of Janeway got what she wanted, but at great cost for her. And if we were to never to see the Kazon again, it's kind of a tragedy what Voyager did. Y- you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. And that makes the end that would make the ending speech nonsense to me at that point. Like Janeway has no no like to stand on there. But I think that it gives Janeway an interesting uh, perspective into we're trying to get home. And are we being selfish in our pursuits and causing great trouble to everyone else by doing what we need to do to get home?
1: Yeah, I also I really hated that scene Um from a Starfleet point of view, and this is another reason why I think that final scene irked me so much, is because the way that that scene plays out is they hear the rumbling of the thing, of the ship coming, Janeway understands what's going to happen, and then she just runs away and says, everybody get down, and then beams herself out of there.
0: (laughs) Beams out, yeah.
1: Like, that's not honorable you know you just you just lured these people unknowingly obviously but you lured these people into a place where they might all get fucking murdered they don't have transporter tech right they don't have transports and your takeaway is that you know what we should just the the way we do things is the right way it's like i don't yeah that's true i don't know it's i'm not buying that like and also the fact that nobody gets killed i don't know what how anything changes like they the 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 Majes just kind of walk out of there and just are like duh That's annoying. Damn try Damn Trabes.
0: <laughs> Fell yep. for
1: it again. You know, it's it doesn't there's no real change to anything. It's just underhanded uh yep. um uh deception. But so I don't feel like she really su- she doesn't, I don't feel like she suffers any consequences from uh Allying with a group that she knows nothing about, almost getting the the Kazon killed, and then just like fucking off at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I I think it's a it's an episode that's a little bit compromised by the things that it chooses to do and the way that it tells it get the, tries to get the plot through that it mixes up what it's trying to say in in a lot of ways. Yeah,
1: like I think if I think that scene would have played better for me if somebody else triggered the transport. So, like, sure. if, if she saw what was going to happen and then Tuvok just grabbed her and
0: was like, three to beam up now. Sure, you know, yeah, or Chakotay thing. on the ship sees the enemy ship yeah. going down there and beams them out. Yeah.
1: yeah, that that's a little bit different, you know. Um, but the fact that she basically, she's
0: like, sorry, guys, got to go. They should have still saved the Kazon. They should have beamed the Kazon out of there. There's, right, like, five yeah. of them.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, too. It was like, why, uh, you know, obviously, they, they set the thing up earlier where they're where she's like, make sure you have our signals locked for the entire time just in case of emergency beam out it's like how much longer does it take to go hey five to beam up instead of
0: three (laughs) all right yeah (coughs) it's adding an extra order of fries into your happy meal or something it's not that (laughs) big of a deal all right i guess we're done with uh alliance well I, i guess maybe we should uh we'll do the comments i'm sure it'll bring come up i was just gonna bring up the um maybe just do it now just get out of the way the uh the fact that the the pushback on the ship is fascinating that they have random crew members do it to Janeway.
1: Yeah, that was interesting in, in that I found it to be an interesting thing that they did, but they didn't really do anything with it.
0: Yeah. Like and- that, that,
1: that one guy is talking to the the Kazon guy, and then I don't even know if anybody finds out that
0: he was doing that. Oh, yeah. I even, I even completely forgot about that. Is he still on the ship? That'll happen to that guy i think so I, he was I i've never
1: seen that guy before and all of a sudden he's calling up one of the kazon guys and trying to
0: backdoor deal with them or something huh he comes back this guy i guess i just clicked on his memory off a bio i don't know if they ever figured that out or if that's just something that ends there interesting i just thought is it, you would ex- you would think that a show would have a little bit of balls and have main characters have these conversations with each other like it's it's yeah. kind of cowardly to bring in a random crewman who's like an ensign and he's like hey captain janeway i don't think you're doing the right thing and she just goes like fuck you and then walks out oh, of the room yeah i for,
1: yeah you're talking about that guy sorry we, I, we were thinking of two different crewmen oh. <laughs> yeah yes, the guy that talk, guy too
0: yeah that guy at the beginning who talks to uh, torres too i think he's like why is janeway so mean to me and torres strains him out
1: yeah 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 it's it's weird it's it's uh what they're going for is good um, but I think the back half of it kind of under undercuts the uh, the stuff pretty se- severely. The impact.
0: All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to support the show and the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file. All the shows get supported by going to that website and donating a few dollars a month. You get extra stuff. You get extra podcasts. We're covering Lower Decks right now, or we have been. It might be over by this point, but the third season of Lower Decks is up there. Clay and Amanda do the second string of Stephen King. They're doing 12 Stephen King movies that are not... Some of the top quality, tippy top stuff that makes a list of the 200 greatest horror movies. There's whole bunches of stuff. Patreon.com slash The Penske Fowl. And as always, our $5 and up patrons get to leave their thoughts about episodes. We read them and we react to them. And so the first one that I am going to go to, I will read. Where the hell is it? Here it is. Taxel Bears. Wait, is that right? It is, Yeah. Taxel Bear says Alliances, an episode with a decent twist that fleshes out the Kazon a bit. However, the idea of Voyager being in hostile space is undetermined to a certain, undermines, excuse me, to a certain degree by them being fine 90% of the time. Eric McGowan is, oh, don't do that. The next one, I will send this over to you, Clay, post haste into your little chat thing on Discord here. Alliances from Eric McGowan. Alliances.
1: The only thing I can remember about this episode is that Neelix once added weird clapping sound effects for each of the Kazon leaders that get introduced at
0: the meeting. Kazon episode. Was that a Freudian slip or did you do that intentionally?
1: <clears throat> uh, you, you, said do?
0: you said Neelix. You said instead of Netflix.
1: Oh, Netflix. Oh, I read it. I just I read it completely wrong. <laughs> Which is, uh, the only I mean, come on. Like <laughs> it's like it's like two letters off. It is, but it's funny the only because thing,
0: the, the edit on his comment <clears throat> well, uh, Brandon uh, responded to the comment. It says, did you mean Netflix or Neelix? West has me confused, and, he, and there's an edit. So he edited it, and he said, I meant Netflix. I did not mean to say Neelix. So he typed <laughs> okay. it wrong, too. The only thing I
1: can remember about this episode is that Netflix once added weird clapping sound effects for each of the Kazon leaders that got, <laughs> get introduced at the meeting. That is very strange. Uh, Kazon episode slash five. I don't know what that is
0: means it's a Kazon episode out of five I guess oh is, well, okay all right I hope it's the like canned applause from like a uh, a dating show on MTV in the late 90s or something <laughs> yeah. where it's just like Woo!
1: <laughs> I hope I hope one of them it's like it's claps and then claps and then the next one it's like the one where it's like
0: ooh <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bad boy like the, uh, the, K- the one <laughs> they would use point. anytime Kelly Bundy walked in on the air with children
0: <laughs> yeah, yes I want, I want that. someone oh man I might do that um, I might have to do that as an edit to to pair it with this one. All right. I'll write that down. <laughs> Next one is...
1: Cancel Alistair's birthday. <laughs> must work on Kazon. <laughs> must video must work on
0: potentially viral content. <laughs> Kyle Barrett says, Alliances. This could
1: be the one that puts us over the top. <laughs>
0: Kyle Barrett, Alliances. The show continues to refuse to use the main cast for any conflict, so it's Oranda who dies at the start and then Oranda who complains. However, the first half of this one is good stuff, and the conflict of the Maquis way versus the Starfleet way should have been spread out across, you know, the entire series. But the writers can't even spread it out across one episode, and the trade story, while connected in a sense, feels too much like a different conflict for a different episode, leading to a weak second half. The episode ultimately is a hodgepodge of every Kazon-related idea, from Seska to Starfleet's retaliation, to their backstory smushed together with no real focus, and then ending with Janeway's unearned jingoistic federation deifying. Deep Space Nine, this is not. Three Leons from Deadwood setting the table, hopefully with no unauthorized cinnamon out of five.
1: I did think it was really funny how after that one guy died at that memorial service, they're like, and you remember him, how he saved so many of us that one time. And you're like, yes, <laughs> he did. He saved all of us. <laughs> we all know that this crewman on the Voyager, who has been here since the start, yep. is very important.
0: He's so well known that whenever people bring him up, they go, You were a friend to him, right? And they go, Yes. Yes. They go, Yes. It. Yeah. yeah. They, they he just saved my life once. Saved my life. This is Patrick Seba with Maquis Starfleet. Uh,
1: Maquis Starfleet. Gotcha. Uh, Maquis Starfleet conflict. Hell yes, yeah, son. That's sick. The Kazon on close range. Fuck those guys. They're pricks. For episode two of this new show. Woohoo. Wait. Why second season must be my Netflix <laughs> two and, two, and two and a half, half Star Trek kitty <laughs> Star Trek titty bars out of five. Yeah. I'm sorry, I got distracted because I started getting like in my headphones or my ears rather this like uh, what what I thought was distortion, and then I took my headphones off and realized it just
0: started pouring rain outside. Oh okay. yeah, there you go. Should we had those storms a little bit. Hopefully you'll. I feel.
1: I was just going to say, I feel bad because my girlfriend just left to take the dog out, so I think she might have got caught in
0: it. Uh, it'll feel good. It's been so dry around here. So dry. Aaron Million says, Alliance is finally an episode that feels directly connected to what the show is ostensibly about, a ship decades from its home base alone just trying to get home, but forced to deal with enemies in worlds unfamiliar to Starfleet. But it's marred by Janeway's rah-rah proselytizing speech about Starfleet values and ideals. It sounds like some mumbo-jumbo straight out of TNG season one. Also, how is Voyager on the brink of collapse with Chakotay and Torres doubting they would ever get Warp Drive repaired, but then suddenly everything was repaired by the end of the episode, with Neelix saying their food supply is fine for several weeks? If they really did lose Warp Drive for a few episodes, it might help sell how desperate their situation supposedly is. Three annoying Janeway speeches out of five. People don't like the Janeway speech. Mm. Um, yeah, I... I think his pres Yeah, just to rehash, I think his presentation is wrong. I think what she's talking about kind of makes sense. Um I don't know. I guess that might just be me. Matt Ross oh this one's you. Matt Ross, oh copy paste. Copy paste.
1: Alliances. This had a really good idea and shows that Janeway realizes that she needs to compromise her Starfleet rules. However, when Janeway jumps on her high horse of self-righteousness, when the when tra- <clears throat> Excuse me. I keep wanting to say trabe. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, when the- You might be right. I think it's trabe. No, it is it is trabe. They yeah. do definitely say trabe. When the trabe take an opportunity to strike the Kazon, whom have been a thorn in Voyager's side... Uh, seems oddly naive, if not hypocritical, considering how all alone alone Voyager is and how a fleet of trade ships would be a good group to hang with for a short time. This should have been a two-parter to build up the betrayal or realization that the Delta Quadrant is a total wreck. The rumblings of betrayal in the ship by the Maquis should have been more prevalent in Season 1, but it's good to see it here and start to gather steam. And you get to hear the words dodecahedron and icos- icosahedron.
0: Yeah, icosahedron.
1: Woo-hoo. Yeah, uh, two impossible puzzles out of five.
0: Yeah, doing puzzles in a strip joint. <laughs> in a strip joint that made me laugh too. Uh,
1: yeah, well, I mean, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good way to uh, uh, to shine on someone who's being a little bit too forward if you're a stripper. Be like, yes. if you can
0: solve this in... Po- if you can solve the Goodwill hunting math equation, I'll sleep with you. <laughs> do this do this Rubik's Cube in five seconds and we'll see. Point Extra G says, Alliances, get out of the way, there we go. We're uh, really given a taste here of what Voyager could have been like if it had not abandoned its core premise. Hmm. Testing the Federation values when you're so far removed from home is something the show is uniquely built for. Hmm. The Chakotay... Uh, that Chakotay has to publicly support the captain but has massive differences of opinion with her, those opinions coming from a Maki viewpoint, is the best Chakotay, and it's sad that he wasn't allowed to be like this more often. DS9 was at its best at taking the Federation and its viewpoint and seeing how far they could bend without snapping, and I think Voyager really could have rivaled that if it had been allowed to do this more often. Changeling with the next comment over to you.
1: It is amazing what this show can do when it runs with its premise. Stranded far from home, internal crew infighting, a need to form alliances. I would almost give it a five if not for two things. One, the stock trumpet and clapping sound effect. And two, the shit. We only have two minutes left. Quickly rush the moral out the door ending. Four Berman approved TV PG strippers out of five.
0: Did he watch the version with the clapping sound effect? He might have. Is <laughs> yes, there a he trumpet as well? <laughs> do they play a trumpet I don't know. when they show up? Wow. Okay. The version that we watched
1: uh based on the other pops and farts that were that were in it oh man that audio thing. it's so bad it's, man. It's,
0: <laughs> i have to keep reminding myself that my tv is not fritzing yeah. out it's just this thing yeah i don't
1: know i don't know how voodoo got their hands on such a <laughs> shitty copy of voyager
0: <laughs> yeah we're watching the voodoo version for people unaware and the The video quality is bad occasionally, and I I don't think that this happened all the time, but the audio in this one was just snapping and popping almost the entire episode. I believe in the last episode
1: or possibly the one before that, I had to rewind it once because there's a moment where... You see, Chakotay is talking, and you keep seeing his lips moving at a regular speed. <laughs> but his voice goes, Well, Captain, I don't believe that we
0: should do that. I I like, remember what that the that fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Thank, oh, thank goodness we only paid $40 for it, but I guess that's what you get with $40. <laughs> All right. Darren Hatch says, Alliances, thank Jeebus. After a long run of TNG light, we finally get an actual Voyager episode. My only real gripe is that they should have been doing this back in season one and then quickly moved beyond the Kazon. Okay, I do have one other gripe. The what did we learn on the show today monologue at the end. As cringeworthy as that final note is, though, it's not enough to ruin an otherwise solid episode. Dare I say, four out of five stars. Mm. And here's the last one for you, Clay, from Artorius. Alliance.
1: Alliance. This is one of those episodes where I wish we had a different ending. I was actually hoping for a Voyager Kazon alliance with one of the factions. It would have provided some entertainment in this very dry second season. Too bad this show doesn't lean into the Stranded slash Maquis versus Federation viewpoint aspect of the show more often. Three broken alliances out of five.
0: Thanks, patrons, for leaving your thoughts about that episode. Seemed uh, kind of a middling one, I guess I would say, by the... Uh, the scores that we saw there, a couple fours, a couple twos, and then a bunch of threes. So it landed right in the middle. Um, Patreon.com slash The Penskefella if you want to leave your comments about upcoming episodes and we'll read them. Clay, what are you going to give this one? Alliances on our scale of one to five.
1: I really wanted to give this a four. Mm. Like As as I was getting into it, I'm like, okay, this is a good one. This is probably the one one I've liked the most for a while. And then just – I. I don't know. The more I think about it, that back half just doesn't, it just kind of falls apart for me. So I think I got to go with a three. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a three for me. It was a pretty entertaining three, I thought. Um, yeah. Definitely something the show should have been doing more often. Obviously, from the comments of the patrons, it's not something that the show is going to continue. I looked it up. This is the last appearance of the trabe. So, oh, great. So that doesn't <laughs> matter anymore. Um, do you
1: think do you think it would have worked better if the trabe and the Kazon were both unknown species? So like say uh you know they're 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 strand basically it would be a, a more of a standalone episode where they end up getting caught in between yeah. these I guess it does I guess it can't though, because they need to be under pressure from the Kazon, right?
0: Well, I mean I think that if you do what Matt Ross says and make it a double a two parter, you can say that they encounter they can be being attacked by the Kazon as the opening, and they find this race that is potentially an ally for them to get through. And then it's the second half is the reveal that they are, that the, the, the tray bar the people that they are, and everything like that. So I think mm-hmm. you could do it with non-Kazon people. That might have actually made it better because it eliminates all the problems about being Kazon, such as the distance and not knowing any of this from the get-go and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You would think... I think the thing about the Kazon that's weird is that, like, if this was your whole thing, right, it feels like the kind of thing that a species in Star Trek would introduce themselves by saying, right? Like, they'd be like, <laughs> we are the Kazon. We overthrew the trabe who had us in shackles, and we are right. going to take everything from you.
1: Right, right, yeah. It's weird. Yeah.
0: I'll give it a three as well. I I, I, I thought this was better than the episodes that were in the first half of the show or the season but it is undone by its ending and i think i'll still fight back against the janeway thing i i I don't think it's as i don't i i think that there is an intent there that makes a little bit of sense to me and with an episode that was better constructed to get to that point i think that her speech is fine but sure her speech is kind of wrong time wrong place uh not exactly the lesson that you thought you were going to be getting from the setup to this one, which is a little bit disappointing. Captain
1: Janeway, this is a
0: home economics class. I don't know what ha- – this has any- nothing to do with what we're talking about here. This is completely irrelevant. Resistance is futile. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, patrons, for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. Clay, do you have anything you want to say before we head out of here?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Amanda, keep, Amanda and I are still covering – uh Stephen King on Patreon. Badass should be back pretty soon if it's not back already by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be getting into season two of uh, Batman Beyond. And uh, yeah, that's about it for me.
0: That's it, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with the next episode, which I think... Oh, it's... Are we, wait a minute. Let me see. Are we? I think we're at Threshold, right? Yeah, we're at Threshold. Okay. It's a famous one, Clay. Oh, boy. So we will see you guys in a week with Threshold. See ya.